thinking about this, I, I actually didn't know all of this until I went through what I went through. And I think for me, I, I just wanted to know how long I'll need to hold on to this before I start feeling like myself again. Hi, my name is Anand. I'm an MBA student at the University of Toronto. Welcome to The Why Coordinate, the weekly podcast where we discuss the why behind human society and behavior, using lessons from pop culture and our own experiences to lead a more intentional, efficient, and happy life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to an exciting episode of The Why Coordinate podcast. Today, I have a very special guest with me today, uh, my uh, ex-academic team member, the final um, member who made up Team 51, which was hands down the best team that <laughs> in the history of Rockman. Um, so for me, not only is she an impressive um, teammate, uh, she's an impressive student, and most importantly, she's a, a mom of a very cute, almost two-year-old. I don't know how she, uh, I mean, getting through Rockman, these two terms, two and a half terms have been extremely stressful. Um, I just wake up and then it's time to sleep. I don't know where the time goes, but she seems to manage her time really well and get is able to you know balance all these roles, wear all these hats very successfully. So we'll get into that a bit. But for me, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners? Uh, hi everyone. Uh, my name is Fumi, like Anaga already said. Um, so first year MBA student, you former teammate um, Anag. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do I just go ahead with my background now? Yeah, please. Okay, okay. Um, so before Rotman, I was a petroleum engineer at Exxon for eight years. Um, true story. I, I never knew I was going to end up in the oil industry. I studied mechanical engineering in my undergrad. And the point of doing that was I wanted to build cars. Um, I found that sometime in my final year that building cars wouldn't get me anywhere back home. And it was the oil industry that was booming at the time. So I pivoted to to petroleum engineering. But like two weeks ago, I don't know if you heard about the new BMW car that they just released. So while I was trying to get myself together to move to Canada, I stumbled into my journal. So I wrote a journal maybe when I was 19. That was about second year in uni. And my plan was to go into the automobile industry, work for BMW. Yeah, talk about, you know, talk about being in the clouds. Um, and the plan was to build a car that could change colors. That, that was what I wrote in my, that was what I wrote in my, in my journal. Um, obviously, that didn't work out. And then last month, I saw on the internet that BMW just released a car. I think it's called the iX5, that basically you can change the color. So it could be black and it could be white. So the, the currently it's just black and white, but they intend to like um, extend to, to other colors as well. And I was like, damn, that's my dream right there. Like I wanted to be able to do that. So uh, so that, that's it about my background. Nothing interesting. Well, well, well okay, sorry, take that back. Why I decided to pursue an MBA is because of entrepreneurship. So while I was working as a, a petroleum engineer, I did some businesses on the side. And I want, I'm thinking that that's what I want to do full time. But obviously, Omo has got to be into other realms that we are not going to talk about here. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you're too humble for me. So, let, yeah, now I want to get into, like, like I mentioned, you've, you know, managed to travels through business school really well, managing your time between taking care of your daughter, managing academics, managing recruiting, 
so i want to ask you how did you do it both from like a mindset perspective so first principles and then also then tactically what are some things that you did that you know kept you you know sane and get you got you the results that you did um anag i think you are you are too kind and you give me too much credit <laughs> really um first thing i think what has really helped me is support right if i didn't have the support that i that i if i didn't have the support that i have right now i probably would be able to do half of the things that i do so i was able to come to canada when i moved to canada in august by september middle of september my mom was able to join me here and that really helped a lot because now i could focus on you know focus a bit on other things while she you know knowing fully well that i have someone more than capable because obviously she wasn't capable I'd be dead by now so she was able to bring up you know three of us um very well so i was pretty much okay with her, um having her to help with my with my daughter so that was one two i think for me apart from the support of my mom i was like i i had like the best team in in term 1 in term 1 two and yeah term 1 and two right um being able to rely on you guys to help me when things were you know were really tight was also good so i had support of friends team members and stuff like that so i think what has been critical to all things i've been able to do is definitely support um mentally what you should what i do is when i think of all the uh, things that i need to do like obviously we, we know rotman is pretty intense right i think of what is important right now like it's almost like 80 20 what do i need to do to get you know 80% of my workload off I, i'm not going to think about the 100% cuz i obviously if i decide to do the 100% i would literally burn out um so for me i think that was really key um being able to know exactly what i needed to focus on to get majority done and then just keep the rest obviously in that time frame i always also have to know exactly what matters right now so say for example if i've been focusing so much on academics in the last couple of weeks i'll take like a day to just spend time with my family especially my daughter right and so that way i'm able to build that bond while knowing that obviously that day because i didn't study something will fall off and i was okay with that so being okay with not having everything done for me was what really helped me to get through that that phase But yeah, I'm glad. Well, I don't even know if we are, if it's over yet. They said the term was going to be better, but it, it was definitely a scam. Oh yeah, they definitely lied to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now that's that that makes a lot of sense. Um yeah, but like I want to dig a little deeper. So like how do you prioritize between different deliverables? Especially this term I was looking at, there's always like an assignment due. uh operations management literally has an assignment due every week maybe multiple times a week uh, that you just sort of between attending classes and that i don't know where i find the time to i i, I absolutely do not find the time to study for an exam until it's like you know midterm or a quiz coming up so in that sense what is sort of your approach to scheduling like a time so for example let's say you have an assignment due on sunday do you generally like to get it done as soon as possible or is it more of like um uh, like or or for example do you study uh do you do you, do you study like a couple of hours every day like how how does that look like yeah um 
I think a lot of people already know that the Rockford building is like my joint. <laughs> I'm always in the Rockford building because uh, obviously my daughter owns the house. Um, so being at home is definitely not an option. And that's why I'm always here. But yeah, um, I spend as much time as I possibly can mm-hmm. studying. Mm-hmm. But if I feel like I'm getting to the point where, okay, I literally can't do this anymore, mm-hmm. I up and I leave and I go home and spend time with my family. Okay. It's almost like I try to push the boundaries, right? What, what can I get done right now? And once it's time for me to leave, I just know that, okay, you know what? Law of diminishing returns have mm-hmm. set in and I just up and leave. So that's how I've been able to honestly manage the last couple of, of terms. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of finding the time, like I said, I use all the time that I possibly mentally will mm. be able to, to, to do it. Mm. Um, also, I study with a group of ladies, and I think that also kind of, it's almost like a, um, what's the word that you use? It's, like, it's a motivation, yeah. Mm. I'm kind of motivated to, you know what, let's see if I can extend it for 30 more minutes, mm. right? Because I obviously know that once I get home, it's I literally can't do anything else mm-hmm. until my daughter is in bed. Yeah. So also, um, I kind of lose some sleep. Mm. I don't sleep as much as I used to. Like literally, wow. I would I would sleep for Africa and win, right? <laughs> I could I could sleep, but I don't get to sleep for as long as I would want to. And that's why once we get that break, yeah. I sleep. Like I'll <laughs> take naps and just try to catch up. But yeah. So I sacrifice sleep a lot. Yeah. Oh, that's, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, but yeah. Um, and that's a good like point about like your team having people around you who are also sort of, you know, there for the purpose. Um, you know that I basically don't get out of my house at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that that's because like I, I think it's very comfortable at home, but I see a point where, you know, there's so many more distractions. I take naps all the time. I think I spend half my day taking naps. <laughs> there's so many other distractions. I think, yeah, that's, that's, uh, I think I'm just using this as an excuse to get some <laughs> hacks from the master time manager. Okay. I think that's, uh, that's good. That's enough about this. Let's, I think you have a very, like when you when you suggested this topic, I was like, "Whoa, that's a <laughs> uh, that's a topic that's definitely something I've not thought about, I've never read about." So whatever I'm going to say here is literally just at the top from the top of my head. But uh, so I'll introduce the topic, and then I want to start off with like why, like how did you come up with this topic for the podcast? So the topic we have is why do bad memories fade? Um, so before we sort of start discussing it from like, how did you come to this topic? Well, obviously you kind of helped, right? You, you had like a, 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 like a library of, of, of questions, right? And honestly, I, uh, you know, disclaimer, I'm not like the, the expert on this topic. I'm yeah. literally going to talk from my own experience and the experiences of those that I've been able to, um, connect with, mm-hmm. um, and it's, when I saw the topic, it's something that really resonated with me based on my experience. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm definitely going to talk about things that a lot of people don't know about. I don't think you even know about it in Ag, even though oh. we're really close in our team. Yeah. Um, but I just felt like knowing that a lot of people are going through stuff right now, mm-hmm. because come to think of it, we are under so much pressure, right? 
sure. academics, um, recruitment. Yeah. That 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 is a huge deal, right? And for me, I know that it can bring up a lot of things in people, and it just it just it just kind of clicked that yeah, I I think I have something to say here, right? Yeah. yeah. And and that and that's literally why I picked it. No, that that makes sense, and that's very popular. Um, yeah, and I mean, you talk all you want about business school, but being in a competitive environment like this, especially if you are someone who's competitive, who you know gives gives a damn about all these things, and I would imagine anybody that's been able to get into Rockman would, um, and you know, there will be sort of you know disappointments and rejections and negative yep. experiences because if it's a competition, there can only be one winner for the rest of us. It's going to be um, so. Yeah, I think I'm exactly. To- dive headfirst into this uh, <laughs> so the first uh, point we have is yeah what what makes for like a memory that fades away versus one that sort of stays persistent so for um so anyway, let, let me start with memories so we have good memories we have bad memories right yeah. um and thinking about this I, I actually didn't know all of this until I went through what I went through mm-hmm. and I think for me, I, I just wanted to know how long I would need to hold on to this before I start feeling like myself again, right? Yeah. Yeah. And basically, it just said that I found out that um, good memories tend to fade less than bad memory, right? Oh. And when you talk about fading effect for bad memories, hmm. the single most important factor, I think it's right there in the name, fading, hmm. like it's time, right? Um, if you go through something right now yeah. and they kind of ask you in the next couple of years for you to you definitely when I say fade now, it doesn't fade to zero. You yeah. always remember. You yeah. will always yeah. remember bad memories. Yeah. Right. Um, but the when they ask you details about that particular memory, you, yeah. you don't remember certain details anymore. And that's basically the fading effect. And it's I believe it's a way as humans to kind of adapt mm. and you know, survive. Yeah. Uh, because obviously if we hold on to bad memories for too long, mm. we just don't feel like we will be mm. able to move on. Right. Mm. So as human beings, we always want to move on. We always want to, you know, be in that happy place. Mm. And the fade and effect is as a result of us humans just trying to survive and, and basically adapt. And um, for me, it, it it's, um, it's apart from the fact that it's a survival mechanism, um, and obviously time helps when you have good memories, especially if they're like opposite of the bad. So for, say, for example, you get a rejection for a job mm-hmm. and then you get another job that mm-hmm. helped that kind of worked out, you know, for example, you wanted to work for a certain company A and then company B, mm-hmm. uh, company A rejects you and then you get a job with company B and company B actually turned out to be better. Yeah. It kind of helps to even yeah. feed faster. So yeah. good memories also help you to overcome all of those bad memories, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that is what I wanted to ask, like sort of bring up as a counter, like a follow-up question was that I, I get the concept of, you know, time helping with fading bad memories. And if it's bad memories that are sort of irreversible, like losing a loved one, that is irreversible. There's nothing that can sort of come and change the significance of that. But there are things which like, for example, breaking up with someone that you were really close to is a bad memory. But then maybe a few months, weeks, years down the line, you find someone even better and you, you know you fall in love again. 
at that point of time that breakup sort of it loses its foundation of being a bad, bad memory and same thing with a with a job like you said right rejection feels bad but then if you find some find a job that's even better then it definitely helps speed up the process uh would you say in that case it completely erases the bad memory or like is that because when i think about the 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 job like i have literally experienced this first week of january i had so many bad memories oh, <laughs> second week of january i had one really good memory so now those bad memories don't really hurt uh as much but they still do like it, it was a rejection after all so like um so if i get the question very well do you do really bad memories like those losing a loved one fade no right? okay some 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 bad memories the foundation of that can never be reversed so those memories will just need time and i guess on some level um like the the way people say or describe it is that a bad memory initially is going to be really really like major and it's going to hurt and then over time it will sort of fade but then also when it fades it's not going to be like you know then it's faded and you never think about it some days you'll st- it'll become really intense again it'll be like almost yeah. like a wave and then it'll keep resurfacing but that frequency will become less and less unless you have external mm-hmm. triggers that you know trigger those memories mm-hmm. but my question is more around you know the example that you gave where mm-hmm. that bad memory is related to a certain you know category of life that you were sort of aspiring for maybe it's a relationship like a significant other or a job where okay you have bad memories associated with like a breakup or a rejection but then you get something else which is even better that makes the original sort of bad feeling moot um actually i don't know what my question was i don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh. no 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 it, it, it's fine um now like you said i think for the really bad ones um so my i think the, the worst thing that's ever happened to me mm-hmm. that will ever happen to me mm-hmm. was the loss of my first child um so my daughter so i had a son uh, mm-hmm. before my daughter and a few hours after birth he passed on oh shit and that was a really bad memory and it well it's, it's a, it, it is not was it is a really bad memory and acceptance for me was one of the first things i needed to go through right whatever the memory is being able to accept it whether it's like terrible like something that you would never wish for the worst person in the world to go through mm. and something that was okay it was bad but not so bad yeah. either cases you still need to accept it yeah. right and being able to for me um the process was you know being able to talk to people um that especially people that had gone through that same process have you noticed when you do an exam and mm. like and you you do really bad yeah. and then you talk to other people are like oh come on i did yeah. so terrible you you yeah. kind of start get start start feeling slightly yeah. better yeah. right yeah. that's just how it is being able to talk to people that have gone yeah. through that same situation yeah. um being able to know that see someone has gone through this before Mm. and it does get better right you don't continue to the the bad memory will fade and just like you said time and time again you know maybe the first year it comes up five times a week and then the second year it reduces to twice a week and then once a month and then stuff like that it it, it does happen but the problem with not accepting that is why it doesn't fade for so many people mm. you know 
when you are not able to accept the bad memory as you know, it is one of those things that happen and then you literally have to move on. And, you know, if, if you don't get that acceptance, that is when the bad memories either do not fade or actually fade less than you, you understand. Now, obviously everyone, we, we are all different humans, right? Um, some people with the, I can't say I'm the same as someone else and, you know, different people have different mental state, right? And, and that alone would determine how quickly it fades or even if it fades at all. At all. Uh, so uh, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but one of the talking points you have is that uh, for some people, like even, even after, one is of course that, you know, the, the, the extent to which it fades differs from person to person. Some people tend to sort of mull over bad things, brood over uh, negative experiences more than others. So for them, I guess it'll take longer. But there's also this thing about triggers. If you get a trigger that, uh, you know, brings those bad memories back. Uh, so, but when it comes to triggers, I also feel like your definition of what a trigger is changes maybe with time or maybe based on how much you want uh, to not forget about that bad memory. And I'll give you an example where it'll make sense. Uh, the best example I can think of is when people break up, literally everything in the world will remind them of, of the person that's broken up with. And they'll be <laughs> yeah. like, oh, like, and it's almost satirized in like movies and TV show where like, oh, um, that person will see someone taking a breath and like, yeah, I even she used to take a deep breath. <laughs> that's like a satire, satire of what I'm talking about. Like yeah. that, that's what I'm saying. Like, where does the definition of the trigger like begin and end when it comes to like, you know, fading memories? Because if someone does not want to let that memory fade, everything can be a trigger. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think what you said makes total sense, right? At some point, a trigger is not a trigger anymore because if you've been triggered so much, like the trigger doesn't work anymore, right? Um, obviously, if you just um, let's if you just say broke up with your boyfriend, um, you watch a movie. Unfortunately, hope it's valid. Well, hopefully, nothing like that happens around Valentine's, right? Yeah. Everything like you're walking past the store. Yeah. and you see all of those red things, it will trigger you, right? But after a while, um, it just it just changes. It yeah. becomes something else until you decide to accept it. Yeah. And when you accept it, even when those triggers come, you yeah. kind of know how to cope with it, yeah. right? You kind of say things to make you feel better, like, oh, um, yeah, I have someone now, or, oh, no, it eventually worked out, or... Yeah. Um, yeah, that was good riddance. You know, you just find a way to cope. And that's what we do as humans, right? And that that's what we do, especially as Rodman students. <laughs> I don't yes. know how anyone didn't like like go crazy from last term. It was uh, I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. And I and I I I think, yeah, after after the point, like you get to that acceptance where you can like, for example, um, you had, I mean, thank you for sharing and my condolences, but like. Mm-hmm. It's been, I don't know how long ago it was, but I feel like yeah. that ex- level Three of years. acceptance where now mm-hmm. you can voluntarily talk about it. Like I did not, did not know any of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you are able to talk about it and you know share your experience without, you know, it, I'm sure it surfaces bad memories, but you're able to get, get over it as opposed to exactly uh, like um, I would imagine when it had just happened, whenever you would see like a, 
you know, young baby boy of around his age, you probably would would get uh, triggered. I, I say yeah. that from um, so I don't know. I I don't think I've publicly talked about this, but like when I was two three years old, um, I actually got lost. Like oh my god in like one of the biggest like markets in india in new delhi <gasps> and this was like in the mid 90s so there were no cell phones and things like that and um so and without like getting into the background my parents assumed that there was some context but my parents assumed that i was like kidnapped um uh so like they really freaked out and then eventually it worked out like my mom always says that if we hadn't found you that day, uh, every day after that, anytime we'd see a boy that would have been around your age, we'd always like think of you and feel miserable. So like that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. And when you when you said that story, I, I think there's actually an Indian movie on on you know those a boy that jumped on a train and got missing. Uh, Is it Lion? No. La- yeah, I think it was Lion. Yeah, and then that's he yeah, yeah. Gets yeah. adopted by uh-huh. a lady, and then he goes back. To something like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like that would have been you, but yeah, thank God it worked out. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. How how long were you out for? So sorry that I I keep bringing this up, but no, it's, no, it's quite interesting. It's not it's not a bad memory for me. I was in. How many hours um, were you? I think at least a couple of hours. Um, oh my. Uh, <laughs> I can't even imagine. I'm sure your parents, especially your mom, she would have yeah. been freaking out big time. Oof. Oh, my mom, yeah. dad, everyone is freaking out. <laughs> yeah, thank God we found you because, uh, thank God they found you because you won't have been here and you won't have been having discussion and, and stuff. Yeah, so it, it did work out. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So, so yeah, um, that was about triggers. And, uh, and then, um, I guess, so... Is that, I don't know, how, how do you want to proceed with this? Uh, what do you want to talk about next? Um, I guess we'll, we'll just, can just talk about, um, like, okay, I think we talked about bad memories fading. We talked about why it doesn't fade for some people not having acceptance and um, how triggers can, okay, yeah, we can talk, we can just, just talk about like mental health and how mm. bad memories can affect certain sects of people. Mm even if the triggers don't really affect you, but you can spiral, even if you think that you're all right, yeah. you can spiral out of control sometimes if the bad memories come. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then we'll just finish it from here. Yeah, uh, I mean, when when those sort of bad memories get tr- triggered, um, you basically, I mean, what am I talking about? Like the first week of January, first two weeks of January, I literally went to my, I did not, speak to anyone, did not text anyone because I was in such a bad mental state. And um, the only reason now, like it only took me two weeks to sort of recover from it was uh, because I did end up getting something nice to my liking and probably even more than what I was originally striving for. Um, And had that not been the case every time, A, I feel like at Rotman in this term, that would literally be at the forefront. It wouldn't even be a trigger. It's literally be... (laughs) (laughs) in your face all the time so yeah um so yeah. so i mean that's like literally the most topical example i can think of but uh yeah it's i mean i, I don't know what to say like it's it's like it's such a like a given thing like yeah <laughs> yeah so also I, I i i believe that um well from my own experience um yeah. there are the incredibly bad memories and the you know bad memories you know different scale yeah. um 
But I, I guess when you find yourself in a situation that kind of reminds you of, of that mm. um, trauma or that bad event, mm-hmm. it, you just need to be careful and make sure that you watch your mental state because um, even though the, the the bad memory has faded, you know, mm. to some extent, you still have, you still, you can remember the, you, you may not be able to remember the facts of or yeah. the, the visual aspect of it, but the feeling, you, I don't think you can ever forget how you, you know, mm. you understand the, the, the feeling aspect of it. And um, you have to watch out to ensure that you don't spiral out of control because some people will, will think and, and, and say stuff which I, I think is quite insensitive, like, oh, it's just, you just, it's just that small thing that happened. Yeah, and then yeah. what you're like this, no, you, you exactly, you don't know what is, what is going on underneath, right? Maybe this person has faced rejection after rejection. And yeah. this was something that, you know, even though all those rejections were in the past, and this was something yeah. that they really wanted, and it just yeah. happened, and they just spiral out of control. And that's why I think, as humans, we need to be empathetic. And, you know, tra- don't, don't, What's the word now? Don't under, is it not, the word is not underestimate. Don't trivialize other people's experiences or reactions to certain events. You never know what those people have gone through. You never know the kind of feelings that they have. So, you know, we just, both the the person in question and whoever it is that they are, that they are, they are talking to, or that is, you know, trivializing their situation, they need to both understand that things can, can spiral anytime and it's okay to feel the way you feel don't try to minimize your feelings because you believe that oh this is something everyone goes through no we're all different right so yeah um hopefully we all get through this this term you know in one piece and um we'll be starting exams in the next couple of weeks so all the best to everyone i definitely this is one term that i can't wait to be over and i hope you know you all get those place those placements because yeah. I can't imagine what people are going through in terms of recruitment and you know um doing all these classes it's just too much for sure yeah uh, and I don't know like I feel like the curriculum can be designed a little better to be less less demanding than what's too, too much I 100% agree with you I hunt 100. Um, initially, when I saw that we'll be doing just three courses this term, I was like, okay, so that should give people um, time to focus on recruiting stuff. But one course, operations is like three in one, right? Yeah, you have assignments. Assignments, yeah. presentations, class participation, exam, yeah. everything. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. economics is just nicely sitting to, you know, give one shot of like screwing your work. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually have PTSD with macro based on yeah. what happened in microeconomics. Yeah. So, but but uh, to sort of wrap up, um, I, I also like to see like you know positive ways of using you know reframing negative things. And in terms of bad memories, I don't know if it's like a healthy way of thinking, but I use bad memories in to my advantage. So, whenever I'm faced with a stressful situation, I think back of a bad memory, which is even more stressful. And then I'm like, you know, it's not as bad as that memory. And if I got through that, I can get through this. And that mm-hmm. sort of gives me the the motivation and like, I don't know, the strength to go through it. Yeah. Um, I, I, and you know what, that that's really good. 
honestly, I think that's the way to go, especially when the intensity of the new um, stressful event is not as high as the previous one. Yeah. But in a, in, a, in a situation where it's flipped, right? Yeah, then you can't talk, talking, yeah, yeah, it'll be pretty difficult and probably reaching out to people that you know have gone through that before is definitely one of the most helpful things to do, right? Because those people, obviously, they've been through that yeah, stressful yeah. situation and they can tell you that, see, it, it definitely gets better. You, yeah. You'll be all right. Yeah, you will be fine. And, and I think that's what we want to hear as human beings, right? Just knowing that, okay, I will be fine. This is not the end, right? Um, that definitely works. I agree. But like, on the other hand, I also feel like, you know someone else saying that it's going to be fine sometimes like you you don't have full acceptance of it because you feel like that person is saying wait for the sake of saying or you don't believe that person i'm sort of where i'm coming from is that all this you know dealing with stress dealing with very very high stress situation is also a function of like your mental like how yeah. strong you are mental and that mm-hmm. is a function of your belief in yourself so yeah. where it sort of ties out is that i like if i'm just born or if you uh if you start playing a video game where there are different characters of different strength levels and you don't know anything about your character, you mm-hmm. wouldn't know whether your character is strong or not. But like yep. after you play a few rounds and you see that, you know, your character is able to beat other characters or your character is able to survive, then you're like, oh, you know what? I have I have a strong character. Um, like a character in the sense, not like the character, character like the game character. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> doesn't kill that, you, make you stronger, right? <laughs> yeah, so that sort of same logic applies here that, you know, I've been able mm-hmm. to, get through these stressful situations so i am inherently capable of doing it so from sort of that uh, mm-hmm. but yes if it's like completely uncharted territory then um that's another way of looking at it like for example um every time i so i i don't really like driving that much and there are periods of my life for months together where i don't drive and when i come back to india and i start driving driving in delhi is like really very very stressful um they, you know sometimes you have to leave your heart on the passenger because <laughs> it's not like but then i'm like you know, there's so many hundreds and thousands of people who drive in delhi and most of them reach home safe and sound so <laughs> so i'll be safe like looking at that as like a numbers sort of thing, exactly which is an extension of what you said about like you know the people having done it and I feel like I'm all over the place with this, right? <laughs> no, 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 you're not. You're not. I, I think it does. Be, I, I don't think we should trivialize any memory, any bad memory, right? Yeah. But bad is bad. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I definitely resonate with you with driving, drive, driving in New Delhi, driving in Lagos. You know, literally when I go to the US and I have to drive, I need to switch that. Okay, you know what? This is a same place. So drive, you know, sanely because yeah, you're not, you're not. A, Driving in Lagos is like a war zone. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think I think that pretty much wraps up this. Do you have any final thoughts? I don't want to end it surely. Any final thoughts on the topic? Um. So I, I think it's just, you know, whatever it is that may have happened, whatever memory it is, just um, if acceptance is not working, definitely try to seek help, mm-hmm. right? Um, because that way you are able to you know recover as quickly as possible and you know just get back to yourself and you know not lead to uh, depression and you know so many other things that come with with the territory and obviously as humans we should learn to be empathetic towards each other and you know try as much as possible not to trivialize people's experiences and uh, coming back to Rotman I wish everyone the best (laughs) the upcoming exams 
Um, and yeah, hopefully we get to hang out after and, you know, relax. And hopefully people also get those internships, you know, going. That that would definitely be a good memory for a lot of people. For sure, for sure. We the yeah. best memory. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, final question for me that I like to ask at the end of the segment. Is there anything insightful that you've read, heard, thought about, experienced in the past few weeks that you'd like to share with the largest? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yesterday, yeah, I think this just happened yesterday. I was at the WIMA conference mm-hmm. and I listened to um, a discussion mm-hmm. um, with uh, between the, the, the discussion that we had in, in one of the sessions. And someone said something that really that really made sense. She's, she's a partner at Deloitte. Um, and she basically, she started a career, had three kids. She's a partner now and all of that. And she was like, what really got her through the entire process was having a picture of what she wanted to see in the future. Like, okay, I'm here now. I have this job. What do I want to see in the next three years? So, you know, I want to be able to spend time with my kids. I want to be able to afford this. I want to be at this place in my career. And then seeing what she has to do now to be at that place. So basically visualizing what you want to see in every aspect of your life that you feel is important to you. And I think that kind of made a lot of sense because, you know, we just start and we just jump straight into, you know, this race and not really think about what, what, what really is the end game? What do you really want to achieve at the end of the day? Um, And then you just need to sit down and visualize it and figure out if what you're doing currently will get you there. And if it's not, you had better change course as soon as possible. Oh, so you mean like a vision board? Yes, yes. A vision board can definitely help. Um, I've used vision boards before, right? A vision board obviously got me here. But I think um, the fact that you actually need to sit down and literally close your eyes and visualize physically. Yeah. I I think that that was really cool. uh, For sure. And I, I think vision boards are things that maybe people do when they're younger in like in middle school, high school, and you talk about this dream life that you have. Uh, but then as we become adults, I think we don't do that. And I think it's all the more important to do that so that it, mm-hmm. it yeah, it, it makes sure that you have like a direction of heading, like you said, your 80-20 rule, right? You follow that, does this sort of get me what is important? So like, for example, in your case, academics, spending time with your family. So that, plus also like it keeps you motivated. Oh, so yeah. it's a bit of both. Yeah. You know where to go and you know why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. Thinking about the vision board I had like a couple of years ago when you said it's for young people. Yeah. I actually had a vision board that said I would have a six pack by now, but oh, obviously wow. that, 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 that I'm nowhere close to that. So yeah. Um, yeah. That works. Maybe I should uh, make a vision board as well um, <laughs> with a six pack. Okay, for my final question, who would you like to see featured as a guest in the podcast next? So this is a really tough question because there's mm-hmm. so many people I'd love to listen to. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll say, okay, well, 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 he's actually in your team right now, yeah. um, Matt. Matt? Oh. Yeah, yeah, he's really funny. And I'll just like to hear what he has to say. He always has the best responses for sure, to, for sure. to, to, yeah. to professors and stuff, so... Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely need some form of um, fun stock to listen to yeah. you and just laugh. For so sure. yeah. Matt, Matt is going to be like, yeah, fun guest on the podcast. I'll make that happen. Um, 
thank you. So I guess that that's it. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today for me. This was really, really, uh, I want to say fun, insightful, and made me think about things that I had not thought about and especially appreciate giving us like a little window to your, the way for me works. Uh, so I really enjoy that. Thank you. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Um, obviously, like I, like I said, I'm, I'm not like the, the gold standard. I'm just, you know, I'm just trying as much as I can. Right. So th- thank you so much for having me. Um, I had so much fun talking about this and um, yeah, hopefully we get to do more of this and we get to, you know, listen to why coordinates for, for years to come. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's hope. Uh, I, I definitely like, I don't know, this podcast uh, in between, there are moments where I feel like, you know, I should really work hard to actually get like listeners and stuff, but that then starts becoming more like work and less like fun. So then I give it up. Um, I just do it because I enjoy like having these conversations and, when I when I release an episode, I just, I assume literally the only person that's going to listen is the guest for that episode. But um, there are a few more people that do. Listen to that. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think a lot more of us will listen to to the podcast after we graduate. You know, just try yeah. to reminisce and just yeah. you know, yeah. um, sure. listen I, to friends and. and it's definitely going to be like a good time capsule as well. Like I, I listened mm-hmm. to some of the older episodes from, you know, before we started the program to kind of see, you know, how that person was. And so, yeah. I uh, know. Fun times, right? Before we started the program. Before, <laughs> before I ever knew what uh, bottleneck and safety capacity was. <laughs> Yo, it's just, yeah. Before ISLM and BP models. Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> know what that is <laughs> so you know how far behind i am so i will be fine at this point yeah it will be okay all right cool for me uh thank you so much uh, i'm going to stop recording now okay uh,